dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Hello and welcome to the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petrie out here in Mobile, Alabama. You might hear a little bit of yelling, some whistles in the background because we are at the Senior Bowl sitting here at one of the practices and I am joined by Chris Trapasso from CBS Sports. He covers the draft for them and we're going to talk a little bit of draft while we are sitting out here at Senior Bowl practice. Chris, welcome in and thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, it is great to talk to so many draft analysts while we are down here at the Senior Bowl. I mean, so much insight, so much to take in. I mean, you're sitting out here in the stands watching these practices. First off, what are you looking for? I kind of look at two things. I think the battles and the one-on-ones uh, between the wide receivers and the corners, it's pretty close to what we see during a game. These guys are, are going full bore. And then on the offensive and defensive lines, really intense. The running backs, the quarterbacks even, I don't try to glean too much from it because they're, they're, there's not a lot that they're doing in practice, but certainly in those one-on-ones. And then obviously when you get into team drills, you get to see these prospects that you've watched the film on during the college football season against top competition all week. All right, the Lions are coaching one of these teams. We're sitting out here during South practice. Lions aren't coaching this particular team. They're coaching the North squad. And uh, what have you thought of uh, just what the job the Lions have been doing has been? A lot of stretching early on at practice, <laughs> that's for sure. There's talk about that on Twitter. Yeah, a lot of stretching, but it's certainly, I mean, we've had a few injuries from some prospects, not anything major. You want to try to eliminate that, of course, not a lot of tackling. Um, I just think we could see a next level in terms of how many players the Lions pick having coached this team. Ten picked in the last two years were former Senior Bowl players, five last year, five the year uh, before that. So I think it's a really important time um, for a lot of Lions fans to tune in because a lot of these players are going to ultimately be on the roster. Well, I mean, you think about who the Lions have brought in on the coaching staff and with players, and there seems to be a common thread that they like to bring in guys that they're familiar with, that they know. And so the Senior Bowl gives them a chance to get to know guys, be familiar with them. So it's guys that they have worked with on a personal level, and it builds like a sort of a comfort level that I think that they look for and want when guys they bring in. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing beyond that, that's a great point, is that these guys are seniors. They're very experienced. There's not as much of a learning curve once they get sure. to the NFL level. And beyond that, a lot of these guys, especially like I was talking about offensive, defensive line, they're a little stronger. There's probably some guys that have higher potential that are juniors or redshirt sophomores in this draft class. But up front, you need to be NFL strong. That's what I call it. And that these are the guys that are going to be able to acclimate right away. Deshaun Hand, we saw he was at the Senior Bowl a few years ago, was super strong, and he was ready to go from day one. So I think he's kind of a prime example of why a team like the Lions or teams in general kind of gravitate toward these Senior Bowl guys because they're more NFL ready. Right. Well, the Lions have the number three pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Maybe the number three pick isn't here at the Senior Bowl this year, but that doesn't mean that there aren't draftable guys that the Lions uh, might be looking at this coming year I mean uh, what do you think the Lions look for when it comes to that number three pick I think it has to start at cornerback and I think Jeffrey Akuda from Ohio State he's not here he's an underclassman um, just his man coverage ability and just how productive he was uh, in terms of intercepting passes deflecting passes over the last two years that's probably the odds on favorite everyone that I've talked to around here it almost seems like Joe Burrow number one 
Chase Young, number two to the Redskins, and then Jeffrey Okuda to the Lions. But I think edge rusher is another area. Even with Trey Flowers, um, they need that secondary edge rusher in Detroit, and there's a lot of good ones down here in Mobile. How do you think that Tua declaring for the draft affects the Lions at number three? Because there's a lot of talk of teams maybe wanting to trade up. I mean, maybe even a team wants to trade up to Washington, and maybe that frees up. Chase Young you know there's all kinds of different scenarios that you can look at it at how adding a top tier quarterback into this draft class affects things so what's your opinion yeah it's huge I I still think that two is going to land with the Miami Dolphins at at number five I though there will be teams calling the Lions calling the Redskins at number two and number three um, to see if they can move up ahead of the Dolphins. So there's there always could be that mystery team. I, I think we've kind of pegged Tua to the Dolphins since like last offseason when they kind of had the tank for Tua campaign, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> um, but if there's a team that falls in love with Tua and he, his medicals are cleared, that's when you could see a team like the Lions could move back only a couple picks or maybe one pick and get an extra day two selection, which is very valuable. Certainly. All right, let's get into talking about these senior bowl players that are out here this week. What position groups do you feel like some, are some of the stronger ones out here in Mobile? Two spots that I, I think the Lions could prioritize uh, on the second or third day of the draft and, and, and need some good players. Edge rusher, I think it's really important. Just talked about that. Um, Bradley Anai from Utah, kind of a fundamentally sound, not a great athlete, um, but can do a lot of things, can rush the passer, can drop into coverage. Josh Uchi from Michigan. These are kind of players that I think Matt Patricia dealt with when he was in New England with a Kyle Van Noy um, that – can do a lot of different things that are versatile, that aren't just going to rush the passer, that don't need to come off the field on third down if they're not rushing. Um, those two kind of stand out. And from this practice, Jonathan uh, Grenard from Florida is more of a traditional defensive end, bigger, stronger. If they want a three-down, just pure edge rusher to pair with Trey Flowers, I think Jonathan Greenard would make a lot of sense, probably on the second or the third uh, round of the draft. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned Uche from Michigan, and he fits that big linebacker mold that they like. I mean, we saw them talk about that last year with Jelani Tavai, uh, you know, who, who they drafted in the second round, and they talked about they want linebackers who are closer to 250, um, you know, in, in terms of weight. And so, uh, you know, he kind of stuck out to me as that size linebacker that they like at least. Yeah, and you need to have linebackers today. It's, it's kind of the NFL is getting to the point where it's kind of positionless, not just at safety linebacker, but then also at linebacker edge rusher, that teams want to be able to use you in different ways to keep an offensive line off balance. That when, when Josh Uchi's on the field, Kenny Willekes from Michigan State, another local guy um, that can – rush the passer, can sink into coverage, is going to set a strong edge. And when he's on the field, teams aren't exactly sure how he's going to be deployed. So I think that type of player in Matt Patricia's defense is probably more valuable, like you're saying with Jelani Tavai, the bigger linebacker that can do a lot of different things, more valuable for the Lions and a few other teams. Yeah, what what makes this defense unique in terms of what they are looking for? I mean, you can have a player who is a really good player but might just not fit in that particular team's scheme. So when it comes to this defense, obviously there was tons of room for improvement all across the board defensively for the Lions last season, and they're going to look to fill a lot of holes when it comes to free agency and the draft and all those kinds of things. But what are they looking for? What can they use that will really help them going forward? I think kind of like we were talking about with the linebackers, a lot of bigger bodies up front and then corners that can play man coverage. And that's why I think Jeffrey Akuda makes 
a ton of sense. He's almost too obvious of a pick at number yeah. three because you can put him on an island, and with him and Darius Slay, Matt Patricia has, similar to what he had in New England when those defenses were really getting going and becoming the defense that it is today. So a lot of teams are going like smaller all around the field with a lot of speed, but I think the Lions and Matt Patricia wants to really dominate, get you into second and long and third and long with really good run defense, bigger bodies up front, and then being able to blitz because he knows that he has good man-to-man corners on the outside and in the slot. So so you're looking at big guys up front as well all along the defensive line, not just at the linebacker spot. Yeah, definitely. I think someone here, uh, Neville Gallimore, Oklahoma, um, the one area that the Lions, like I was saying, they want to get bigger up front, they have to get more pass rush from the inside. Deshaun Hand's been injured. He's shown that a little bit. If Snacks Harrison retires, um, that could be a pretty big hole, but that was never really his area of expertise. Right, right. Um, but you need to be able to have that with Matt Patricia to not only rush from the outside but the inside. Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma was a former nose tackle, was a great run defender, lost a lot of weight in the offseason, and was an amazing, phenomenal pass rusher this year for Oklahoma. He's here at the Senior Bowl, um, I think, being intimate with the Lions this week, getting to know him, I think could go a long way, second or the third round, to add not only more size and more width, but more upfield ability at the defensive tackle spot. Yeah, Gallimore is playing on that North squad, like you mentioned, so the Lions are definitely getting a chance to to take a look at him. Anybody else on that North squad stand out defensively that, you know, Corey Unlin is, is here coaching for the Lions for the first time, their new defensive coordinator, so we're really seeing Corey for the first time in action, and, and he's getting a feel for what Matt Patricia wants, so, you know, he's getting to see all these guys on the North squad. Any other names on the defensive side of the ball on the North squad? That yeah, out? two guys um, that I'll mention at different spots. I, I was just talking about how important man coverage ability is. Um, in, Matt Patric- in Matt Patricia's defense, Darnay Holmes, the corner from UCLA, uh, has all the athleticism in the world, and his film is so up and down that he can have a half where he looks like an undrafted free agent, and then in the second half he can look like a first-rounder. His dad played in the NFL. Um, he has man-to-man ability because of that athleticism, and then on the defensive line, Benito Jones um, from Ole Miss is another wide body that looks like he's just going to take on blockers and not really do much as a pass rusher, but has that quick twitch ability that he can get up the field a little bit. Those two players, I think, kind of fit what the Lions want. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a vast selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. All right, we've talked a lot about the Lions defense. Let's kind of flip over to the other side of the ball. What are some other areas of need that you see for the Lions they might be targeting this year? Yeah, even with Kenny Galladay coming off what I think was one of the most underrated 1,200-yard, 11-touchdown seasons in the NFL. Finally gets into the Pro Bowl as an alternate this week. Yeah, and he had this season, and it seemed like no one really knew about it, and it took, like you said, until recently for him to get into the Pro Bowl. Even with him emerging as a number one receiver, and given Danny Amendola's age, I think they need more weapons at receiver. And overall, this class in general, when you're including underclassmen, is very good. Um, But there are a lot of bigger bodies here at um, this Senior Bowl, but there are also some smaller guys for, I think, Daryl Bevel that to kind of give Matthew Stafford an underneath option. James Prochet from uh, SMU, 
super productive, very slippery, great ball skills. Um, and then if they want another seam stretcher or someone that can take the lid off the defense opposite Kenny Galladay, um, Denzel Mims from Baylor. First two practices has been very, very good down the field. Not only getting open, but beating press at the line and then tracking the football into his hands. I think receiver and probably interior of the offensive line are two sure. spots that I think um, the Lions could probably add to kind of take their offense to the next level. Yeah, so just touching on, on that receiver position, do you feel like somebody who fits a little bit more of that slot mold like Danny Amendola is more so what they might be looking to fill this offseason? Yeah, probably. Like I said, Kenny Galladay is, is, I mean, a lot of teams want to have a Kenny Galladay and not a lot of teams have that true number one that can be on the outside and that can win in every type of way. And he's six foot three, has all the abilities to be a consistent thousand yard uh, wide receiver. But like I said, given Danny Amendola's age, um, I think you want, even with Matt uh, Stafford's arm, you want someone underneath to kind of give multiple layers and multiple looks to a defense. So I think James Prochet, Devin Duvernay from Texas, another very productive, twitchy slot wide receiver is kind of what the Lions in the middle of the draft. They won't have to spend a high pick, but that's probably what they will prioritize to give Matthew Stafford an underneath option. And then on the offensive line, I mean, some some guys uh, – for hitting free agency there at that position for the Lions, so that could be a spot of need depending on what does happen in free agency. Who should the Lions be looking for in this draft when it comes to the interior of the offensive line? Because we know Bob Quinn likes to draft his offensive linemen. Yeah, definitely, and, and I think Bob Quinn being another former Patriot knows that you can get good value on the offensive line in the middle of the draft. You can get starters there. Um, Matt Pert from UConn is one of my favorites to watch on film. UConn didn't win a lot of games last couple of years, um, but he's very athletic, great in pass protection. He's not going to move people in the run game, but in today's NFL and with uh, Matthew Stafford behind center, you're going to throw the football out. You have to be able to pass protect. Matthew Pert from UConn, Josh Jones from Houston, if the Lions were to move back in the first round, I think he would make a lot of sense to just kind of fortify up front. Love Frank Rag now, but on the edges, um, they could probably use a little more help maybe at guard as well. Damian Lewis is another name to remember from the national title um, winners. LSU, beefy, low center of gravity, very good anchor. Another one that is very good in pass protection, which is what you need to be to be a high pick on the offensive line. Then back behind that offensive line, the Lions have several running backs that they like right now. Carryon Johnson came off of IR right there at the very end of the season. We got to see him get back on the field, and, and he played well in his uh, couple of games back uh, when he returned from IR. But then, you know, uh, you know, you have Bo Scarborough who emerged there at the end of the season for the Lions as well. They really like him. Him and Carryon, two very different uh, styles of running backs both out of Alabama colleges. And so you have that little Auburn-Alabama backfield duo right now. Do you think that the Lions prioritize that spot at all when it comes to the offseason, the draft, or do you think that they're kind of set there uh, with those two guys? Well, I think that the Lions probably weren't really happy with what happened at the running back spot with all the injuries this sure, year. But sure. being able to see Ty Johnson, Bo Scarborough, and then carry on Johnson coming back, they got to see some of these younger players that maybe wouldn't have really played. So I don't know about prioritizing in the draft early. I, I think it always kind of makes sense in the modern-day NFL. 
fifth, sixth, seventh round to take a running back. Even if it's a bigger guy, if it's a smaller guy, if you want to compliment Bo Scarborough or get someone like him, um, I think when he's healthy, Carrion Johnson can be one of the better backs in the NFL. Hasn't really been able to do that, even going back to his Auburn days. Um, A few guys here, Joshua Kelly from UCLA, similar to Bo Scarborough, that he's a lot more um, explosive than you would expect for being a bigger running back. And then Eno Benjamin, smaller guy, very quick. I think he's a little quicker than he is fast, but shouldered the load, carried the ball 300 times between the tackles a lot, very um, good with his jump cuts. He could be someone a little closer to Ty Johnson, um, but it's not a, a position I really think of need because the running back committee has a lot of youthful pieces in Detroit and a lot of players that we saw at times when the blocking was good flash in 2019. Those names that you mentioned, do you see them being that kind of, you know, maybe day three options in, in the draft? Yeah, probably, because it, it is still a pretty good running back class, even with Travis Etienne, the Clemson running back, going back to school. Um, but those two, Joshua Kelly and Eno Benjamin, are, are, are two that I'm highlighting because I like their film, and there's not a ton of buzz about them unless they do you know something amazing at the combine. They'll probably be there fifth or sixth round, and like you know, Bo Scarborough, who was a seventh rounder that they picked up from the Cowboys, um, you can get good players at that running back spot later in the draft. All right, so we've got the game still to go on Saturday. Players are trying to stick out and practice, though, because this is when all the scouts are here watching. The Lions obviously will be with these players all the way through the game. Who is having a good week when we look on Twitter and we see, oh, this guy's having you know a good, good day in one-on-ones? Who's sticking out to you that is really maybe making some scouts take a second look here at the Senior Bowl? Well, Javon Kinlaw, the defensive lineman from South Carolina, um, is – the best player here. I think he's going to go the earliest in the draft. He and Justin Herbert will probably be the top half of the first round. But in terms of going back and watching, and and this is someone who could be on the Lions' radar, K.J. Hill from Ohio State. Um, The NFL is kind of becoming a separation-based league that it's not really about how big you are and and how you can rebound the football, but can you get open? And K.J. Hill, the first two days of practice, and the Lions are seeing him up close, repeatedly showed that he could get open with really crisp routes, um, quickness, changing the speed at which he's running the routes. Um, So I think he came into this week as probably a fourth or a fifth-round pick consensus and maybe we could be talking about him as a second or a third rounder can play in the slot was very productive for Ohio State I think he would make a lot of sense for the Lions on day two how about a guy who might be uh having a little bit of a tough time at least so far you know it's Wednesday as you and I are here talking uh but you know who's a guy who's maybe had a tough time this week in Mobile Probably have to highlight Isang Bassi, um, the cornerback from Wake Forest. Uh, this is not really an event that's made for him. He's great in zone um, when he can just watch the quarterback and then kind of strike on the football. But in man-to-man, he's a little bit smaller. Um, he's quicker than he is fast. He's been beaten down the field a handful of times this week. But again, it is early, and he will have a chance in the game on Saturday to kind of um, rebound from a slower start to the week. But man-to-man corners are going to excel here. The zone guys are going to have some problems. Well, we haven't talked about this position group because it's really not a position group of need for the Lions, at least high in the draft, because we know that they're happy with Matthew Stafford. Obviously, has had a tough couple of years uh, with injuries, and especially this year, missing the games uh, that he has missed. So, you know, the quarterback position, there's some interesting guys out here when it comes to, you know, you have Jalen Hurts out here. I know a lot of Michigan fans are 
paying attention to Shea Patterson. What has stuck out to you about this quarterbacks group? Probably that uh, Justin Herbert is by far the best quarterback here. I mean, he came in with that being kind of the, the consensus about him. Just the arm strength, um, the accuracy along with that arm, the athleticism to kind of roll out of the pocket and still make accurate throws. Um, Shea Patterson struggled a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it does take some of these quarterbacks, especially when it's colder and it's windy, to kind of acclimate themselves to throwing to wide receivers that they're not really used to. They don't really know the nuances of their route running ability. Um, and then Jordan Love, the Utah State quarterback, he could be someone that could kind of throw a wrench in the top half of the first round. Has some flashes of Patrick Mahomes, not quite as talented as Patrick Mahomes, but I don't really know who is yeah. <laughs> um, at this point. He could be someone that a team falls in love with and would be interested in trading up. I don't know, all the way up to number three overall, um, but you never know. I mean, a lot of crazy ascensions we've seen over the past couple of years with Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz and even Patrick Mahomes himself. Um, so those three quarterbacks have kind of been um, the most fascinating at, at varying levels. But again, we have practice today, practice tomorrow, and then the game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, goodness, it is so hard to cover everything that there is to cover at the Senior Bowl because there's legitimately so much going on. I mean, you and I are sitting here talking, and we've got the defensive line doing drills uh, down here in this end zone. The other end zone is, uh, you know, quarterbacks and, and receivers, and, you know, there's just so much to talk about, so much to cover. What is the most fun part of Senior Bowl week for you? Probably, and this might be boring to a lot of people, but probably <laughs> the offensive and defensive line one-on-ones. No, that is not boring. Is that, that is so much fun. Yeah, I know. Well, I, it, it's like Everybody I feel like he talks about that. True, at the senior bowl. true. So I guess maybe it's a boring answer more so than <laughs> than it being boring to watch. Um, it's just because I think that is the most translatable to what we're gonna see on Sundays. That I mean, you can hear the pads popping anywhere in the stadium when those offensive linemen and defensive linemen yeah. are going at it, and that's where you can really see how a defensive lineman can win. Is he powerful enough? Does he have pass rushing moves? Can an offensive lineman anchor well? Is he strong enough? How does he deal with, you know, facing these top seniors? So that's probably my favorite boring answer. Um, but I think that's just the best evaluation drill here at the Senior Bowl. I think it's a perfectly fine answer because I think <laughs> that there are a lot of scouts out here, a lot of GMs that would agree uh, the same thing that, you know, yesterday I was down on the field for those drills and everybody who's on the field gathers around that spot you know it's yep. like a little circle around those one-on-one -on -one drills because everybody wants to get in there and watch and you know you've got gms you've got nfl coaches and they're all in this close little circle watching yeah that's real football yeah, yeah. it is it is and, and it, it is really fun to watch uh you know when when you've been watching who stuck out who, who's winning those one-on-ones Brought him up earlier, and, and I think he could be a target uh, for the Lions on this probably second day of the draft. This guy right here, Jonathan Greenard, number 58, 6'3 and 260. So he's got NFL edge rusher size, and he's such a smooth athlete. There were times during one-on-ones yesterday where offensive linemen couldn't even really get their hands on him. He's so fast around the edge, was a transfer from Louisville. Um, beyond uh, Javon Kinlaw, who's really stood out, like I said, the best prospect here, Jonathan Greenard from Florida, edge rusher, uh, probably a second-round pick, has been really good uh, in the first two days of practice. Hey, I don't mind that answer. I'm a Florida Gator myself. Oh, there so you go. there we go. Perfect. Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the podcast and spending a little bit of Senior Bowl Day 2 of practices with us. We really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great rest of your Senior Bowl week. All right, thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We will have more coverage on DetroitLions.com from everything that is happening down here in Mobile.